Mindfulness Mode 54. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe, do you want to share mindfulness with your children? It can be so much fun for both of you. I have a free ebook I've written called 21 Ways to Practice Mindfulness with Your Child Every Day for 7 Minutes. Download it at mindfulnessmode.com slash 21 ways. Enter your name and email and you'll have it in no time. That's mindfulnessmode.com slash 21 ways. You're listening to Solo Weekends with Bruce. And today we're talking about humor. Humor and mindfulness. Well, how do they fit together? They certainly do fit together, and there are so many ways they fit together. And I think one of the reasons they fit together is because mindfulness is about letting go. And it's about allowing yourself to just enjoy the moment. There you go. There's the word, enjoy the moment. Well, how can we enjoy the moment more than having humor, than laughing about things, than seeing things in a laughable way? When I think of humor and laughing, I instantly think of three people. No, that's not really true. I instantly think of maybe five or six people. But there are a number of people that pop into my mind, and one of them is an amazing woman that I interviewed earlier for my show, and her name is Pompey. Pompey has a great sense of humor, and I even asked her on the show about her humor. I said to her, I love the way you laugh and how much you laugh. (laughs) Where did this humor, this free, relaxing laugh come from? (laughs) And Pompey Strader Vidal is a Zen monk. She's episode 19 on Mindfulness Mode. <laughs> it's interesting how unusual the laughs can sound when they're taken out of context. It's just amazing how relaxed she seems to be and that she sees fun and humor in so many things that I don't even necessarily notice the fun and humor in. But then I think... That's the way a lot of people are who laugh a lot. Sometimes I stop and find myself wondering, what is it that's so funny? So I ask her, where did this humor, this free, relaxing laugh come from? And then she talked about how her mom had a great sense of humor and she grew up with the humor. And as she's gotten older, she laughs even more. She said it was kind of disconcerting to her children as they were growing up because they'd be telling her about a problem and sometimes she'd just start laughing. Well, she said, being mindful is part of being joyful. There's joy in the present moment. And that tremendous joy is something that we need to be aware of. I would certainly agree. There's joy in the present moment. We just need to look for it. Another person that I really got that feeling of joy from is Michael Sandler. Woohoo! <laughs> He has a podcast called Inspire Nation. And here's his laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> and he talked with me about his laugh and how he feels it really adds energy to the moment. And he notices energy a lot. And when he feels the energy is getting low, he just injects the moment with his, well, what I think is very almost startling, funny, humorous laugh. I just get such a kick out of it. Woohoo! 
It's totally unique. It's totally Michael. I just connected with him immediately. Michael, your laugh is just, it just makes me laugh. The laugh itself. It just makes me really feel like laughing myself. Another funny person whose laugh I just love is my friend Heather. She has the most, I don't know, just really almost outrageous laugh. It's just like when you hear Heather's laugh, you know it's Heather. It's just so incredibly refreshing. And I think part of it is it's about letting go. There's nothing restrained about it. There's nothing where she's holding back. It's just suddenly something sparked that humorous that humorous cell in her brain and she just lets go and she just laughs. And I think those are the best kind of laughs, the ones where you're just letting go and you're just totally relaxing. You're allowing yourself to feel the humor of the moment. Now, there are some really funny people out there in media and TV and movies. One of them is Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. I just, I just love how she sees humor in so many different places and then she highlights that humor on her show and there's something very light and very relaxing and very letting go about that humor. Now Ellen said something really interesting about humor. This is her quote. She said, most comedy is based on getting a laugh at somebody else's expense. And I find that's just a form of bullying in a major way. So I want to be an example that you can be funny and be kind and make people laugh without hurting somebody else's feelings. Of course, I love that. And I love it because I've worked in bullying prevention for so long. And to me, that's not humor when you're laughing at somebody else's expense. But it's really common. It's so common that, I mean, if you dial up comedians, if you look on YouTube, if you look around almost anywhere, you'll see people laughing at other people. Now, it's fine to laugh at other people, but as as Ellen says, let's not laugh at other people where they're being hurt. So that's the difference. Think about Think about the person and whether this is an expense to that person or whether it's really something that they're laughing along with or they see it's funny too. And we can all see humor in ourselves if we try, if we look, if we lighten up. Mark Twain said, humor is mankind's greatest blessing. And don't you feel better when you laugh? Don't you feel like your muscles are just relaxing and you just you just want to laugh more. If you see something funny, you hear something funny and you laugh and you, I don't know, myself, I just think, wow, that feels good. I want to just do more of that. That's probably why I married two really funny people. My first wife, she had the greatest sense of humor. Joanne... Well, she said she got her humor from her dad and he was really funny from what she told me because just because of some of the really unusual things he would say or do, he would grab on to unusual words and he would use them in unusual surprising ways and he just was so funny. But 
he was probably only funny to certain people. Isn't that the way it is? I'm sure some people don't think Ellen is that funny. Or some people don't think Michael Sandler is that funny, even though I do. But Mark Twain also brought up the fact that we can talk about humor, but humor is also related to pain and sorrow. So this is what he said. He said, the secret source of humor is not joy, but sorrow. There is no humor in heaven. Hmm, that's interesting. There's no humor in heaven. That's Mark Twain. Well, I think it's true that humor and sorrow and pain, there's almost a fine line between them. And as a matter of fact, Irma Bombeck, she's a very funny person. I've read at least one of her books and I remember laughing and laughing and just thinking, man, she really looks at life in a humorous way. She sees humor in almost everything that, you know, the rest of us might not find funny. She said this, there is a thin line that separates laughter and pain, comedy and tragedy, humor and hurt. So that's something to think about. There's a fine line. Hmm. Well, one thing's for sure. I think if we're going through something that's painful or something that's really challenging, and if you can see some humor, I think that definitely takes away some of the hurt, some of the pain. It gives it a different perspective. I think one of the things I love about humor is that I see so much of it in children. Like, have you ever noticed, like, babies? You go on YouTube and type in funny baby videos, and babies are just laughing and laughing and laughing. A lot of babies laugh. Now, sure, babies cry, but babies will just laugh and laugh and laugh, and sometimes it's for the silliest thing or something that, you know, you can't even believe that that baby is laughing at. But even young children, they'll laugh and laugh and laugh, and sometimes it seems for no reason at all. I remember when I was teaching grade three when, well, I always taught music, but I had a grade three class that I saw at the beginning of the day. I think every day I had them for music one day and then the next day maybe I had them for homeroom and something else. Grade three, and I just loved their sense of humor. I remember this so so clearly. It seemed like almost everybody in the class had a great sense of humor. They'd come in, they'd be smiling, they'd be laughing. And so I said, hey, kids, I said, let's do this thing where every day, if you want to, you just come to the front and you tell a joke or you tell a riddle, something that you think would be funny. And we'll take turns. We won't spend much time on it, but we'll just have fun with it. And we'll all laugh and we'll all have a great time. Well, they thought this was the best idea in the world. And so did I. I loved that year because every day someone would come to the front and they'd they'd share something. And so often it was just something that as an adult, you wouldn't find one bit funny. But as an eight-year-old child... You just laugh. They just laughed because they knew these things were supposed to be funny. They laughed because they wanted to laugh. They laughed because they knew laughing was a great thing to do and they felt good about it. I mean, they didn't, they weren't cerebral about it. They didn't think, oh, well, should I laugh at this? Or they didn't think, you know, oh, I don't know if I get that. 
They didn't stop to, they just laughed, you know, they just relaxed and laughed. And then we all did, and I did, and I just thought, this is absolutely fantastic. Laughing and mindfulness. Well, like I said, mindfulness is about being in the moment and about letting go and about being happy. And if we can let go of anxieties and let go of stress. But you see, the thing is, it's not about, oh, today I'm going to let go of stress. Today I'm going to let go of anxiety. That's not how mindfulness works. Because once you make it a task, it's like you're putting it on a to-do list. It just almost would work in reverse. If you say, today I'm going to get rid of anxiety, then you're going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel anxiety about getting rid of anxiety. Not a good thing. So that's why mindfulness is about focusing on the moment and just now and just focusing on your breathing. Take a deep breath and let it out. And as you feel more relaxed... Some humor may creep in, it may not. And with mindfulness, it doesn't matter. But I think as we become more mindful, more relaxed, life is lighter. Life has more aspects of humor. There, we're able to laugh at things easier. We just laugh because we feel like laughing. I remember my ex-wife one day, she was on the phone, and I don't know who she was talking about, I don't know who she was talking to, but she was talking to somebody. They just, it was maybe even like someone selling something. And they phoned and they said, they asked her a question. And the answer that she meant to say was right. You know, whatever the question was that they asked. And she was just going to say right. And the word rice came out of her mouth. And she told me about that when I got home from work and she was still laughing. She she just was laughing and laughing. She thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I laughed and we both laughed and she reenacted it and we laughed some more. And isn't that the thing about humor? You almost have to be there, right? Sometimes, or you have to know the person. You have to get the person. You have to kind of understand and see where that humor is coming from. Rice. And even now when I think about it, I'm not sure why it struck her as being so funny, but we both just laughed and laughed and laughed about it. Another funny person is my wife, like I mentioned. Darlene is so funny, but she's funny in a really different kind of way. She has has this dry humor and even – like even though I've been married to her for a long time, I I guess it must be 15 plus years. And there are times when she says something to me and I'm like thinking in my mind, okay, is this humor or is this serious? Is she being funny or is she not? Because there is a, speaking of fine line, there's a really fine line here. Now, Darlene, I haven't talked much about, but she is such a mindful person. She is so mindful. I, well, I mean, that's one of the things that attracted me to her. But here's the thing. She doesn't practice mindfulness as we say, you know, do you meditate? Do you practice mindfulness? Tell us about it. Talk to me about it. It's No, it's not like that at all with Darlene. It's like she is who she is. 
It all comes naturally. She doesn't try to be this kind of person. She doesn't try to be mindful. She doesn't try to be, you know, funny or try to be any. She just is who she is. It's kind of like, to me, it's like the true form of mindfulness. Like children, for the most part, they don't have to learn to be mindful. Most children are mindful. You can do mindful exercises with them and bring out that mindfulness. And of course, I even have a book I wrote, 21 Ways to Practice Mindfulness with Your Children Every Day for Seven Minutes. So the thing is, it's good to do mindfulness activities with your children. But for the most part, children are already mindful, unless we've already pulled it out of them, unless we've already taught them not to be mindful, which we do as adults, which we gradually do from the moment they're born, from the moment they're toddlers. I mean, in a lot of cases, I think we do because life is serious. Life is about, you know, all these serious things. We have to get ready for school. We have to go to the, we have to go to daycare. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have all these to-do lists and we have, life is serious business, right? Well, it is in a way, but the less we can make it that way, don't you think the better it is? And I think that's kind of what mindfulness is too. It's kind of like identifying the fact that we just need to let go and enjoy ourselves, enjoy the moment. Of course, we need to do this sometimes. Of course, we have things that we have to accomplish. But if you can do it, in a joyous way, if you can do it in a way of letting go where you're not getting all tense about it and anxious about it, well, that's the way Darlene is. That's the way I see her, at least. She's just relaxed. She's just who she is. She doesn't have to try to do these things. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool that people like that exist. And I happen to be fortunate enough to be married to one which is like the biggest blessing in the world and i i'm grateful for that every single day that's a topic we're going to be talking about in an upcoming show is about gratitude of course all of these things blend all of these things are related but humor humor is everywhere that's what Bill Nye says. And Bill Nye is a guy, I don't know if you know him, Bill Nye, the science guy. I've seen lots of his videos and I just love this guy. He just, he really does. He sees the world in a different way. He sees humor and he's able to capture that humor, package it up into little videos, put them all together into his show, Bill Nye, the science guy. And he makes science so much fun. And unfortunately, a lot of people do not make science fun. I personally think every subject in school should be fun. We should be drawing the fun parts out. We should be injecting fun as teachers, as parents, as adults. We should be looking for the fun stuff and and not even looking for it, just allowing those fun moments to happen and allowing ourselves to identify them. Bill Nye, the science guy, yes. He says, humor is everywhere in that there's irony in just about anything a human does. There's a lot of irony out there. Well, I love this. I just absolutely love this next quote that I found. And it's so perfect 
as a way of describing quite a number of people I know. This is the quote. It's by Henry Ward Beecher. The quote is this. A person without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs. It's jolted by every pebble on the road. Hmm. So think about that. Do you notice that on those days when maybe you're particularly stressed or you're particularly anxious, stop to think. Have you noticed that maybe you haven't laughed very much that day? Maybe you haven't seen humor in things very much in the last little while? Stop and laugh. Stop and watch a funny clip. Stop and think about something funny. Stop and just look out the window and think... Think about different things and you'll see humor in them, possibly. I really think we should laugh every day. And I think we should laugh a number of times every day, as many as possible. And obviously, I'm not the only person that thinks this because a number of quotes are about that. E.E. Cummings says, the most wasted of all days is one without laughter. And E.E. Cummings must have had a tremendous sense of humor because if you've ever read his books, it's like, oh, he sees the world in a different way. At least that's what I thought, a very different way. I thought it's either got to be humor or else I'm not getting this at all. So I just chose to think that it was humor. It's not all humor, I'm sure, but it's whatever you take from it. Charlie Chaplin, one of the funniest guys ever, he said, a day without laughter is a day wasted. But you know, when I think of humor, I think of Dr. Seuss too. Don't you think Dr. Seuss really had it figured out when it comes to humor? Like even when he was talking about like super serious stuff, he would put the words together in such a way that you had to kind of be amused. Dr. Seuss said, from there to here... And here to there, funny things are everywhere. Well, they're everywhere if we choose to see them. And isn't that the way it is when you, you know, as human beings, we all wear glasses, different colored glasses. And maybe you're wearing glasses that don't see humor. Maybe you're wearing glasses that only see very serious situations, that only see rigidity. Or maybe you're wearing glasses that see humor everywhere. And you can share with the rest of us in this world how you see humor in so many things. And, of course, that's what comedians do. But you don't have to be a comedian. You can be anyone. You're at work and you say something or you see something funny and you share it. And you brighten somebody else's day. I think humor and closeness are related like being, you know, you embrace your partner, you, you're you close to your partner, you love them so much, you feel so good. It seems to me that then you just maybe feel some of the same feelings you feel when you laugh at something, that you find something really funny. And I think that's why if you take sex too seriously, it doesn't work very well. At least that's my perception. It should be fun. It should be that you can see the happiness behind it, the humor behind it. Well, I think there is. And part of the reason is, as I was growing up, that's one of the things my dad really laughed about. And it's not like he talked about sex. It's just like, you know, there was an unwritten thing. 
that he would maybe give my mom a hug or he'd pat her on the shoulder or there'd be some kind of connection. And then he would laugh this like heartfelt, deep laugh that was just like, oh, wow, that is a real, true, genuine laugh. I don't even know how to explain it. But that was one of the things that my dad just really, really laughed about. And it was so refreshing. Even though as kids, like, I mean, obviously this would be at different various times as we grew up because when we were young, we didn't know this was about sex. We got a little older and it's like, what? You know, like, what is this about? And then you get a little older and then you go, oh, yeah, okay. So that's what that is about. And most of us don't like to think about sex and our parents in the same thought, right? (laughs) But with this, it didn't seem to be a problem. It was like refreshing. It was kind of like, oh, there's a whole lot of seriousness going on, but here's an oasis. Here's a break from that seriousness. This is like a spark of a break. I think we go along in life and we can, I think it's like a snowball going down a hill. Things are serious. Then we're we're serious about the serious things. And then we get serious about being serious about the serious things. And then we think we better be more serious because we got to get this worked out. And then we got to figure it out. And then we've got to plan it. We've got to to-do list it. And then we've got to be more serious about all the plans and the to-do list or else we won't accomplish it. Well, I think letting go is a better way of accomplishing things. Yes, you do have to make to-do lists. You do have to make plans. You do have to set goals. You do have to do all these things. But doesn't it seem like the more serious you are about all this stuff, the less chance they're going to be achieved? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe for you, you can be totally, totally serious and you can like get on the bandwagon. I'm sure that some people can like just get totally, totally serious, kind of forget any humor and get on with it. And I mean, I've met people like that. Sure, of course I have. But shouldn't this journey of life be a fun one? Shouldn't it be enjoyable? Shouldn't it be entertaining? Shouldn't it be like we're doing stuff that we love? I mean, that's why I became a music teacher because I, I mean, I felt that passion. I felt that love. And that's why I got into bullying prevention because there was a passion there. I wanted to help kids. I wanted to, I wanted them to get their humor back and their fun back and so that that was not being pushed out of their lives. And then I learned very quickly they could do that with mindfulness. And that's kind of taken us full circle because mindfulness and humor are like really, really not even closely related. They're like tied in with each other. I know when I was in my 20s and I was with my first wife, I was with Joanne and I just laughed a lot. I remember I just thought things were so funny. I I was a music teacher in a school. At least I became that when I was about 27, 28 years old. And I loved to do funny songs with the students. I loved to just laugh with them and so on. But at home, I was always being silly. Well, it, I think it keeps you 
youthful. Like in a way, I think it's there's a youthful aspect to it because like I said, I notice with children, they just laugh and they laugh and they laugh some more. And so many of the things that they laugh at, other people wouldn't particularly see them as being funny, but they laugh. As I wrap up, I want to share Michael's laugh, Michael Sandler's awesome laugh. Ed, see if it picks you up and gives you energy. <laughs> well, it definitely does me. And Pompey's laugh, love it. <laughs> Just love it. And with mindfulness, I I know that it sort of counters that. I meditate every morning. And if for some reason I miss it, and I don't miss it very often, but if I miss it or have a really short meditation for some reason, I have to fly out to a an event where I'm speaking or something, I feel different all day. I There's a lightness that's missing. There's a, there's a sense of relaxation that's not there. And a lot of times I'll just stop during that day and I'll, I'll meditate somewhere, someplace. Maybe I'm just in a car or I'm on a plane or I'm in a bus, you know, whatever. And then I start to feel more relaxed again. I'm going to end off with this. I think it's just so genuine and so important to think this way myself. It says, I love people who make me laugh. I honestly think it's the thing I like most to laugh. It cures a multitude of ills. It's probably the most important thing in a person. Yeah, it probably is. This is Audrey Hepburn who said this. It's probably the most important thing in a person. Now, a lot of times I think honesty is one of the most important things in a person. We'll talk about that in another show. But humor is up there. It really is. I love people who make me laugh. I honestly think it's the thing I like most to laugh. It cures a multitude of ills. It's probably the most important thing in a person. So let's laugh. Let's take life a little less seriously. Until next time, Mindful Tribe, see the humor, get in the mode, get into mindfulness mode. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.